and welcome back to 30 Rack of Sports, our special Friday edition of the show. Be sure to check out our Tuesday edition where we talk a lot of football, a little bit of Cincinnati joining the Big 12, a little bit of Ohio State bouncing back from their loss to the Oregon Ducks. And then uh, we each got our two cents in on the past two weeks in sports. Uh, we are still enjoying, even though a couple days on the table, still enjoying our Blue Monkey Brewing Boom Shakalaka Double IPA. Boom! Blue Monkey from North Railton, Ohio. Still a wonderful beer. Nice and hoppy, but uh, pretty smooth finish to it. So uh, just to reintroduce ourselves, we have Zach on the opinions to my right. Hello. Uh, we got Josh on the ones and twos. Hello. My name's Greg. I am the talent around oh, here. Uh, today's show, we're talking a little bit of Southwest Ohio, Cincinnati, some pivotal weeks in the city of Cincinnati, a little bit of uh, Cincinnati do or die. So we start on the diamond. Things... You know, we're getting to the thick of things. Things kind of starting to wrap up here in baseball. Just a few weeks left in the season as we reach mid-September. Uh, at the beginning of the week, the Reds sat tied with San Diego and only one game ahead of St. Louis. Uh, th- for the rest of the season, the Reds have the Dodgers this weekend at home. Uh, have two series against the Pirates still to go the Nationals, and the Chicago White Sox to end the season. So the question that we have is, one, what happens this weekend? Three games against the Dodgers, who have been just unbelievable. Max Scherzer with his 3,000th strikeout this past weekend. Hall of Famers on Hall of Famers on Hall of Famers <laughs> out there. And then what happens for the rest of the season? I mean, uh, Reds have... Castillo, Gray, and Miley going this weekend. And then their opponents, the two teams that they're fighting with, San Diego at St. Louis this weekend. So, Zach, we'll start with you. This weekend, hopes for the Reds and for the rest of the season, hopes for the Reds. Um, You know, we were kind of talking before, it seems like nobody wants this last wild card spot. I don't blame them. Uh, looking at what that National League playoff picture looks like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think they get swept. I don't know. Maybe maybe they pull one out. I don't know. That's tough. And then you kind of got to look at, you know, where does San Diego, St. Louis, they're matching up, you know, who gets the upper hand. Um, I think I could see them falling out of the second wild card after the weekend. But, you know, coming back around, though, they play the Pirates. Two series against the two, Pirates. Yeah, two series. So six games Nationals there. who are... Nationals who are iffy. And then uh, then they got the White Sox who are tough. Um, not Dodger tough, in my yeah. opinion. But, but hey, they can bomb it with anybody. Um, I think... Because San Diego's got a tough road. And then they got the tougher road. I, I think... I, I, I think... By the end, I think Cincinnati will squeak in... With that second wild card spot, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little faith there in the Reds. I think they, not because they wanted it more, it just the schedule fell their way. Who wants it less? <laughs> Who wants it less? Basically, yeah. I I think I would have to agree with you. I would say, you know, if the Reds can go 500 in their last what 15 or 16 games of the season, 
I think they can make it. Because you look at San Diego, the only two first-place teams that they don't play are the Dodgers, who are basically a first-place team. They'd be in first place in any other division. And then the Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals, you know, have San Diego, so who knows? You know, it's probably 2-1 either way. They play Milwaukee twice, you know, Milwaukee, six games, who they have struggled against well, all Milwaukee's year. Milwaukee's rolling. Indians saw that this weekend. So and yeah. then, I mean, they do have two series against the Cubs, but the Cubs have been, you know... Cubs can win some of those The Cubs games, have been though. the weirdest been team in the, in the league. Yeah, they've been yeah. they've been a team that can lose 10-2 one day and win 10-2 Ex- the next day. Excuse me. Ian Happ has been hot lately. <laughs> Ah, uh, that guy is insane. Please don't do not discount Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom, please. Uh, pitching hasn't been great, but the Cubs are, are a feisty team. But I feel like you know, if you can take five of six against the Pirates, which you should, you know, at least split against the Nationals, and then if you could take even one against you know St. Louis or uh, I'm sorry, against the Dodgers and against the White Sox, I think you're cruising in. If you get swept by both those teams, then I think things get a little bit hairy. But I mean, I the would... other teams have such difficult schedules. Yeah. You know, Chicago-St. Louis always means more, even when one of the teams is kind of out of it. Those series are always competitive. San Diego has a brutal schedule coming in, and I feel like if the Reds can just, Turn it around to the point where they're just mediocre down the stretch, and I think they'll be fine. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Yeah, basically, I think you put it best there. I mean, with the Dodgers series this weekend, there's reason for optimism because you took care of business when you were out there at the beginning of the season and took two or three, but you were also still outscored 18-11 there, I think, or something around that range. And hey, then- It only matters one game at a time. You could lose... <laughs> 19 to 1 and win 2 to 1 the next two games. It's still 2 and 1. Yeah, it's, it, but you also, there's been so many games that really have been disheartening lately, uh, especially the, tig- the Tiger series is what really drained Ugh. me. A 15 to 5 loss to Detroit to open that series. And Dang. basically, Detroit's rebuilding. They got some pieces. I mean, they got a good top of the lineup. But lost two or three to the Cubs. Lost two or three hey, to the it, Cubs. He needs to struggle with that. Uh, so. Lost two or three to the Cardinals this past weekend. Lost six series straight. So I haven't been watching the Cubs out of principle. So, you know. <laughs> I, if you're losing to a team that I will refuse to watch out of principle, you know it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. Like 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 you said, we've got nine nine games against uh, the Pirates. Um well, I say six, six as games, far as this Six games against the Pirates, drops, four yeah. against the Nationals, and two against the White Sox. I think the most Reds thing ever would be to lose all six games to the Pirates. That would be... Uh, that's the thing. That <laughs> that ever, that's not out of the realm. That doesn't seem insane to me to think that could happen. I mean, you, I know. I think, I think they would go on a big losing streak and then like sweep the White Sox and then sweep the Pirates to end the season and then end up like a game out. That would be that the most would be, thing. That would be, yeah. yeah. I mean, just yeah. give you the maximum amount of pain. The fact that you had the the Cubs or kill it and then lose the last six games <laughs> to fall out. The Cubs, the Ty- Tigers, and the Marlins, and you lost all three of those series pretty handily to those bad teams. It just worries you that, and and there's still no nobody in the bullpen that I trust to pitch to left-handers, and there's nobody that I trust in the lineup to hit left-handers. So that's what worries me about the Reds going into the postseason, especially a wild card game. Especially is if you if just toss your best lefties out there, yeah. 
good night. Yeah. See you later. And, End of story. <laughs> yeah, and you could, I mean, you could set up, you know, if you're the Dodgers in a one-game do-or-die thing, they have plenty of lefties. And even if they have to throw Kershaw out for a fourth and fifth inning or something, right? doesn't matter to them because, you know what? If they don't pitch Walker Bueller, they could have him for game one. Or if they don't pitch Scherzer, they could have, you know what I mean? Like they oh, yeah. have four starting pitchers who are game one pitchers. And they oh, could yeah. they could throw out Kershaw, then David Price, who's still on the team, believe it or not. I like, know, that's that's insane. Uh, I, it's just crazy to me that, and, and again, we're talking about like, oh, what if you get in the wild card game? Let's not forget here that you look at, you've got the Padres, the Giants or the Dodgers, and then the Reds, the Cardinals, the Phillies are two and a half back as of our time of recording. The Mets, who are uh, just sitting at 500, are three back at the time of recording. So you've got a good handful Cubs of are teams. ten back. You've got a good handful of teams here that nobody, none of them seem to stand out. So let's not forget here that it's very plausible you get game 163. Then you have to win that game and the wild card game, and then you're going to tell me that the Reds are going to win both of those games and somehow take a division or a series, a divisional series. Where you either have to play the Giants or the Dodgers. And yeah. The Do- I mean, the Dodgers have been unbelievable, and the Giants have been great, and they've just gotten better, you know, throughout the season. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, I saw them over the weekend. Good pitching, and they, you know, picked up a guy who's won, you know, an MVP in Chris Bryant. So just <laughs> another guy in that lineup. But, I mean, when you look at the Reds, uh, like I said, lost their past six series. They're slashing 219, 283, 389, and only averaging three and a half runs, barely at this point now, barely three and a half runs per game. So there's no one, aside from some minor league guys, and I I know on Tuesday I brought them up in my group of lowly acquisitions, but Delano DeShields has actually been somewhat impressive, especially defensively. Um, and then Jose Barrero has also impressed. So if you who? can, oh, oh, who? who, Jose who? Barrero, never heard of him. Formerly Jose Garcia. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Um, so he's been impressive too. I mean, he he batted three hundred three, three eighty, three fifty nine between Double A AA and Triple A, and has come up in clutch moments here uh, down the stretch um, in the few games that they have won. So if you get a couple of those guys hot. And maybe Castellano, Servato returns to getting hot. Then that takes care of the offense a little bit, maybe. But then it's it's just like you fill one hole, and how are you going to fill the next hole? And I just don't see the Reds, even if they do get mediocre enough to make it into the playoffs, or everyone else sucks enough to where they get into the playoffs. I don't know about you guys, but I just don't have a lot of confidence in them. Oh, going for it? No. No, God, I don't. I, even no. if they get lucky, because once again, one game, anything can happen. You know, someone has a rough first inning. You've seen it in all-star Quedo. games or anything else. But, yeah. Quedo. But in a five or seven game series, you have little to no confidence. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough for me to... And and I don't I don't want to invalidate or discredit the Reds fans that are like oh we're still there like we we need to enjoy this and everything and yeah yeah it's fun to be playing meaningful baseball in September but when it's like this and it's just kind of like who's going to get in by default right and are they even going to make any noise when they get there nobody and 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 
there's reason there's arguments against that. You look at the Washington Washington Nationals from a couple years ago. I mean, they were dead in the water mid-September and look at where they ended up that season. Now, that's a whole different story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a whole they, different that, story, that, a whole different Cy, playoff two picture. Cy Young two Cy Young yeah. pitchers in a in a National League playoff bracket that was nothing like this. But that's the, I'm just saying to 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 offset all the negativity in my arguments, you you have to look at that situation too as a possibility. I'm just saying it's slim to none, especially when a couple weeks ago you looked at eighty percent playoff chance, and now it's uh, ESPN has the postseason odds at just under forty percent. So then to to kind of wrap it up, forty percent right now. We we you know we've laid out the um, there were forty percent as of Monday. We've kind of laid out the uh, the schedules going through. Zach, yep. end of the season, where do you see the Reds? Like, where's the furthest that they get? Do you think they miss the playoffs, losing the wild card? Oh, they lose the World, World Series team. They lose in the wild card, yeah. I, I think I would have to agree. I think just the schedule sets up so nicely for them. I yeah. think either... I think they get rolled by the Dodgers in the wild card or St. Louis just, just slips ahead of them at the I mean, at the very end. I, I don't see I don't see them playing a full playoff series, which I think no. is what Cincinnati actually wants. I think yes. the one game is such a short playoff because I mean I think all all of us have had our teams in the one game. Remember, playoff I no shot because the one game. I mean, yeah, one game shit, anything can happen. Something can happen, but but I, I, that would be an utter I, that would be an utter astonishment. Yeah, I would I would give them little shot in that game and very little shot in a five game series oh, yeah. against either the Giants or the Dodgers. Nope. Josh, what about you? I am confident that the Reds will finish with their sixth winning season since the year 2000 that includes the year 2000 <laughs> i figured that, that uh and i am less a lot less confident that the reds get like you said get to i think they can get to the wild card and everything but i just don't see them playing in a playoff series i think they go for their uh six Winning season since 2000 and their uh, sixth losing playoff series since 2000. <laughs> there get, you the, go. get the sad the violins out. Level there you go. It's we, unbelievable behind the Reds. The passion is just. I, we have the Reds and hopefully. Do Josh, you believe? And like I said. why they don't call Believe in Addy. Call well, Believe Land. It's a well, I different. think. Yeah, it's. Well. <laughs> I was I was going to make a remark about believe no. fans believe that believe no. and owners that don't, but that doesn't really work for Cleveland, I suppose. But like I said in Tuesday's You've show, seen, we've all seen the movie Major League. Yeah. <laughs> like I said in Tuesday's show, I just I the organization, the front office abandoned this team this year, and I just I, I it, it's one of those seasons that I just don't think. And I'm a, a huge Cincinnati fan. I've I've been disappointed so many times, but uh, this season in particular is very unforgivable because it was a season where you could have done a lot in a season that is at the end of your very very tiny window to squeeze yourself through, and you did nothing from a front office standpoint to help that. I think, 
Harsh it's, about as good, it's about as good as it could have been said. So uh, I guess last thing, hopefully we put up a poll. Red's expectations for the rest of the season. Um, make it to a divisional series, losing the wild card, miss out on the playoffs altogether. So maybe we could have something more than make it to a divisional series. World Series. So I was that would so be sure Josh more. was going to jump on that bandwagon. So I uh, told you two weeks ago I would be disappointed. It, I would consider this season a disappointment if the Reds did not appear in the National League Championship Series. You did. You oh, did. I, I thought I <laughs> thought it was a, I thought it was a playoff series. Okay. No, I said championship. No, said I said championship yes. series. Oh, I man. said that's insane. Okay. Well, there we go. Josh <laughs> is an insane person. You but heard I'm it saying, first here on 30 Rack of Sports. But I'm saying that the Reds, uh, to answer your poll question, uh, the Reds will uh, lose a wild card game. Done. Done. From one team <laughs> with uh, some interesting playoff chances to another team that has some very interesting playoff chances, we'll stay in Cincinnati, but we'll go to college football and the Bearcats. The Bearcats right now, Two and O going to Bloomington this weekend to face the 0 1 Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, right now, favored somewhere between three and four, depending on, on where you're looking. Um, Indiana, unfortunately, this was supposed to be kind of a top 15 matchup. Indiana got pummeled by Iowa week one, had week two off, so out of the top 25. Is this still a weight-carrying game? Uh, lots of injuries on the Indiana defense. Uh, some secondary pieces moving around. Um, you know, safety's playing cornerback. So, Zach, we'll go to you mm -hmm. first. Yeah, yeah. One, you know, what does UC have to do to win this game? And then also, is does this still count as a big game? Because, we, you know, we were going into the season like right, yeah, top was, 15 matchup, big and, game. Uh, this could be something that could help to propel them forward in the polls. Right. Uh, I'll answer the second question first. Big game, definitely deflating a little bit going in. Um, you know, but I, I do think it's still a big game for numerous reasons, including uh, kind of the background underneath the recruiting aspect of this. Uh, Indiana relies a lot on the uh, tri-state Cincinnati area for their football recruiting. Uh, they come down to Cincinnati yeah, a lot. Like Patrick Ramsey, former yep. Northwestern quarterback from Elder, went to Indiana. Yeah. I mean, a, a number of guys. A number of guys out. have. Yeah. So I, I think from that perspective, uh, there's there's a little bit of that going on. Um, yeah, the air's out. I, I think UC should win this game. I, I You know, I think... It's hard to say, though, because we are so early. I don't know. I'm going back and forth because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Indiana. They got <clears throat> shellacked, but that's Kinnick. Anybody who's had to play on the road in Kinnick, as Ohio State did several years ago, and got whooped. That's just a weird thing. Um, what the Bearcats need to do to win. Yeah, I'm going to say it's still, it's still a big game. It's still a big game from Cincinnati that it's still a Power 5 opponent in your region. Um, I think for them, it's, a, it's, it's a, still a program builder win. Um, as far as what they need to do to win, I think they just need to play their football. I I, I don't know what to make of uh, Mike Penix, who lit up Ohio State, but really after that, besides the injury, taking that out was really not efficient and looked terrible against Iowa. How much of a threat is he really? I think you'd expect a Luke, Fic Luke Fickle and Mike Trestle-led defense to, uh, you know, maintain the status quo and do what they do. Um, 
you know, 17, 20 points, I think, for Indiana should be limited. And I think continuing to see Des Ritter in that offense, you know, you saw him open it up a little bit. They, they, they're really pushing the ball a little bit more down the field and a little bit of dimension. Um, I think for UC, it, it's a take care of business game. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked to say that, but I just think it's, I think they're that, from what I've seen so far, I think they're better. And yeah. I think they need to go in and just take care of business. Yeah. And I, I think the one thing that a lot of people look is, you know, Based on the preseason polls, it was supposed to be a big game. Yeah. After one game, it's not a big game. You know, Indiana has been a team under under Tom Allen. You know, he's a guy that you know has been there for five seasons. Um, I mean, I would sleep is, is, on him. Has been over five hundred at a school at Indiana. That's tough. Has shown right. you know he can turn him into a top twenty five team. So oh, yeah. at the end of the year, you know they have ten more games after this. You know if they end the season. You know, eight and four or nine and three with it lost to Iowa, who's who's you know right now a top five team, looking to be a solid team, probably possibly the class of the Big Ten West. Right. Them and you know Wisconsin probably, they could still be a top twenty five team and a team that, you know, if UC beats them on the road, yeah, in Memorial could be a huge win. I mean, and just something to kind of build on, you know. I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a throwaway game. I think no, no, I, I no, think, no. I, I was not trying to make it sound like it's a, yeah. no. It's not a throwaway game. They got to bring their. I mean, that's what I mean. They got this is that next step for you. You see to show they belong where they're ranked, as yep. in you go in. It's an unranked team. Yeah, they're a bigger school, but you. Well, you know, as far as conference yeah. goes, but and you go in and just you take care. of You business. do your job and leave. Like that's yeah. a business trip, right? As coach, it's yeah. a business trip. We're here to do a job and get out. That's what I mean. You need to see that from them. It's not Mercer or Murray State and like yeah. that. And I think the one thing about UC is they can't come out flat like they did last no. week. You know, they showed they showed they could flex their muscle early against like a Miami team and whatnot. I think the defense is solid. If you can turn, you know, Penix has been a guy that can complete deep passes but is also his decision making has been up and down whether yeah. it's running the ball throwing the ball whatnot turn him over early get you know if they get up you know two touchdowns 17 points I mean, the game's over indian is gonna be jacked though. yeah so indian, i forget this is you're you're now on the other side of this, this oh isn't yeah a top you know you know you're not the underdog here necessarily as far as you're you're top 10 ranked team in the country going into an unranked yeah indiana and i Bloomington at noon as an Ohio State fan, I'll tell you. Not a fun experience. There's been a lot way too many uh close calls. Yeah, but I I mean I, I think it's one of those things that you're right. If they if they take care of business and they play their game, they should be able to win this game yep. comfortably. It's a big game for Redder. Yeah. I think it's, he's it's gonna a, have to make a couple plays with his arm. But that's one of the things I think it's big for Denbrock and the offense, because they showed, you know, some of their weaknesses. But as we mentioned, you know, Indiana has a defensive end out. Uh, I believe a linebacker out. They have a whole lot of secondary issues to the point where if you can spread them out and attack that secondary, they have a safety coming up to play corner because they're so thin at corner right now. If you attack them across the field, I think it can be a game that UC can, can take control in the first quarter and a half and kind of have that impose your will. Get the crowd out of it. It's, yep. Yeah, and then kind of, finish it off past there josh what about you well so i don't know if you guys saw and uh, other people have seen that at the murray state game the bearcats had the Paw big 12 flags going they had big 12 banners everywhere and they owned 
we're big time now. We're big 12 now. I uh, get yeah, yeah. So, like you said, TCOB, take care of business because the whole country could be watching you on Saturday. Even though they it might not seem watching. like it's a one big of the, game. It's one of the bigger games it's, at the noon window. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's at the noon window right after college game day ends. Yeah. So you have to come out right off the gate and show the country that you belong here. You are Big 12. You are big now, and you're going to handle You have to look at it almost as a Big 12 versus Big 10 game yeah. and take care of business. And like you guys have pointed out, you know, this defense, the Bearcats should be able to – I mean, wreak havoc on. They they have not generated uh, any f- interceptions. All I think they have two f- two or three fumbles that have been kind of cheap fumbles. Um, they're only averaging thirty nine percent third down efficiency, and uh, Penix has thrown three picks already. And I don't oh, know if yeah. you've seen the that's Bearcats. Only one game. And and yeah. and yeah, that's one game. And I don't know if you've seen the Bearcats secondary and how they can show up in a game and flip the game on a dime mm-hmm. in just one play. I like you've got to come out. You can't be sleepy like you were. And there is no sleepier place in college football than Bloomington at noon. That's so not true. Got, you've got to Ryan come field out. at noon. No, Bloomington at noon. Watching Ohio field State. At noon. There's nothing that scares me more than Ohio state going to Bloomington at noon, because that is just, yeah, there is just gotta no come out. energy. Like there. you said, business trip, TCOB fire it. Big plays right out of the gate. Take control of this game. Show you belong. And I think the Bearcats are set up here to do this. You can't look at it as a, all this was supposed to be a top 15 matchup. You've got to look at it as, this is just another game. We're going on a business trip, and we're going to throttle. I mean, I'm curious to see. Sorry, I was just kind of catching up on a little Indiana. You know, they played Idaho last week. Uh, who's going to play quarterback, maybe? Kind of reading some stuff on here with, the, you know, they pulled Penix after the two picks against Idaho. Uh, four? I assume Penix will play. I'm probably making nothing. Jack Tuttle. Oh, yeah, Jack Tuttle's there. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you, don't, you don't know. I, I assume Penix will play. I don't even know if he You got... as a defense have to get excited about, though, and be ready to ball oh, yeah. hawk it. I mean, Ritter, I'm not worried about Ritter. Ritter's almost three for four on completing passes. Like, right. he's, he's, he's been very efficient, averaging over 10 yards of play and One everything. you got to watch right now because the way Penix has played massively inconsistent and then just yeah, sometimes... try Fogle. I mean, be I, would right. be, I would be, yeah. I mean, if I were the Bearcats, I'd be looking at starting off the game Big shots downfield, big plays, and defensively bringing the rush, making these guys uncomfortable. Because yeah, you've put, got the put, secondary, you've got Gardner, the secondary to put Gardner one on one against Freifogel. Yeah, you exactly. know, first round pick potentially. I mean, show them, show yeah. show up, Bearcats. I mean, it's it's time here, and uh, I don't know so, about you guys. They got to come with the swag. They got to come with the swag and TCOB this week. And then you get the week off to prepare for Notre Dame. Yeah, and then looking at Notre Dame, I mean, you have a Notre Dame team that's kind of uh, an unknown. Have Jack Cohn looked or good are they for a little over a half. Uh, let a Florida State team get back into the game. Who lost, over the lost Jacksonville, Jacksonville State? So let's uh, let's put that in person yeah. at home. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Florida State went to the Zach, game. Yeah. Uh, real quick trivia yeah. for you. Yes. Where is Jacksonville State? Is it in Jacksonville, Florida? It's in Alabama. Very close. Yeah, well, what? I so, thought that was too easy. There I you go. It was a trick. I figured it was a trick. Yeah. So there you go. See, but that that I think that 
brings the point true more than anything <laughs> else could have. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks actually in Alabama. I was shocked when I heard that one too. Um, Notre Dame also, as you know, as we mentioned in our podcast uh, on Tuesday, I gave my shout out to the Rockets who almost yep. took down Notre Dame. Yep. Notre Dame has two tough games before they face the Bearcats. They have uh, Purdue at home, you know, which is an in-state that's a game. rivalry game. Yeah, so yeah. Purdue's going to come out jacked. Purdue, you know, uh, played an Oregon State team that's been kind of mediocre, but you know, a good Power Five win, mm-hmm. and then took care of business against a, a horrendous UConn game. You know, <laughs> UConn team, but we'll have extra juice. And then after that, they have a game at Soldier Field in Chicago versus a Wisconsin team with a very good defense who has seen Notre Dame's quarterback because they practiced against him for yep. two plus years because Jack Cohn is a Wisconsin transfer. So, yep. or th- I guess three plus years. So Notre Dame has a lot coming in, you know, before then. So the real question is, what are the chances before we even get to the Notre Dame game? What are the chances that you will see a, Three and O Bearcats team versus a four and O Notre Dame team, and potentially a top ten, top twelve matchup. Mm. Oh man, that's tough. I mean, I could see them losing to Purdue. I could see them losing to Purdue. I think Florida State is still Mike Norville. I know it's trying to turn. I think it's still trash. Obviously, that program. Anybody wants to read some interesting articles, look into it. There, that that's been a mess since Jimbo Fisher left. There's so many things going on there. Um. And yeah, they they played like a great game. I mean, I thought Florida State probably very easily could have won that game. And then love Toledo, love the Mac, <laughs> but but come on now. I mean, the Mac of even non Power Five conferences is probably at the near the bottom. You know what I mean? Of just D one football conferences. I mean, yeah, maybe ahead of like the sun, them and like the Sun Belt. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're not even ever yeah. in the con. No one's in the conversation. Yeah, they. I mean, what since the they few had, years that had, Marshall played in the Mac for a few years when they had like Byron left they they're, they they had uh they had Northern Illinois who who played against Florida State in a in a bowl and lost That's and then true. Western Michigan who played when they had PJ Fleck there Fleck. who and lost in a New Year's Six Bowl Marshall was in the Mac a little bit yeah. and Byron left with yeah but I mean otherwise they're not um and no it, it would be concerning for me you know and Chip Kelly's or not Chip Kelly Ryan Kelly they look the same they're not related shockingly don't they look like they could be related? But yeah, yeah, they do kind of have the, they have they the have same the chubby face and everything. Yeah. Uh, Some execution, making the execution <laughs> comments. Um, yeah, I'm curious <laughs> to see. I, I don't. I. Uh, it could be, but I, coming in the year, I was a little bit like, I don't know if UC can win that game. I would. Ex- it's gonna be a hostile environment, but I think they could win it. But if do I think they're both undefeated? I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say I think Purdue. I'm calling it now. I think Purdue upsets Woo, Notre Dame. Ring the bell, folks. We got yeah, a hot one. I got it. We got a live I, one. I think Purdue. I think Brom saves his job. He's been teetering a little bit. I think he gets the ship righted. Honestly, I'm gonna go 50-50 for Ooh. for them coming in. You know, I, I obviously Indiana is in the guarantee, and then I think you know both of these Purdue and Wisconsin are you know maybe it's. 70 30 and then i would say 60 40 against wisconsin in uh chicago i would say if you had to put me down for someone losing a game i would say 
Notre Dame loses in Chicago versus a Wisconsin I mean, team that's already that's lost, is hungry. They should have beat that Penn State team if they don't oh, fumble in the yeah. red zone. Yeah, so, I just worry about their offense. I, I think, that. yeah, I think you get a 3-0 and UC team versus a 3-1 and Notre Dame team. But, uh, you know, it's... it's there, there's a, there's a whole, you know, we're we're three games, one by UC, two by Notre Dame before, and there's still a whole lot of unknowns before oh, that yeah. October second tango in South Bend. Josh, what about you? Uh, I I trust the Bearcats to take care of business. Uh, I just uh, I do not believe in really any Indiana on either side of the ball right now on offense. I think they're too inconsistent on defense. I think they have too many holes. Uh, Cincinnati's defense, I think, is going to have a field day in Bloomington if they're awake. Uh, Notre Dame-Wisconsin is the game that I'm out of all these three games that we're talking about here. I'm not so much worried about the Purdue game, but I can see where you're coming from there. It's Hot the, take. It's the Wisconsin game that I would be worried about. What, what I've seen from Notre Dame so far is that they do not finish plays <laughs> at all, especially on defense. No. Especially on defense. And if, if you're at that point, week three, and you come in you, I, week four at Soldier Field to play mm. Wisconsin, and you're still at that point, then I think you might get the floor cleaned. With I your, think they would. I with think the, they with could your be two, and two there. going into the UC. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that, they yeah, the Purdue, yeah. If they lose to Purdue, I don't think they'd be Wisconsin. And it'd be total Cincinnati to have the two biggest games of your schedule just know, completely just deflated. deflated and I mean, that was like the nothing. one year they, yeah. they played, uh, I think it was Josh, you're and I's freshman year, where they beat Purdue yeah, game hottest, one, and then yeah. Purdue ended up being like a horrible team for the next three years. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, they won like one game over the next you know three seasons. Oh, that remains to be the hottest game I have ever attended. The Daryl Hazel. But I, I just, I'm, I'm confident in the Bearcats right now. And, and I'm not coming from this. I've watched both teams play their games to this point. And I feel for Mike Freeman when I watch Notre Dame Marcus. because – or Marcus Freeman when, he, when I watch Notre Dame because he doesn't have his guys there yet. Those guys on Notre Dame's defense do not finish tackles. I mean, they looked horrible tackling against Florida State. They looked – don't often use this word to describe play – garbage tackling. It's usually reserved for the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. So heard I that just, a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just the confidence on Cincinnati high, the confidence on Wisconsin high. My confidence on Notre Dame, pretty shaken. Well, let's see how high our confidence is in the University of Cincinnati Bearcats before we get out of here. Of course, I have to put all of us on the spot. Because it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't. We're like week two in. You keep putting us in the spot. No, I need more I time it. to evaluate. I, I need to it. evaluate. I need next week. He's going to be like, like guys, twenty twenty four. Who this, wins the at Super this Bowl? Point through two weeks. Yep. You have an AP AP vote. Zach Redman, the thirty rack. Okay. Uh, you know, thirty rack of sports. Explorer, exquisitor. I love an AP. Vote. Um. Where are you ranking the cats right now? Through two weeks, once again, this oh, is oh, we're an like AP comparing vote. to where they're at. Yeah, where do you rank them? Where do you think they? Where do you think they stack up? And once again, you know, I mean, Alabama could you know lay an egg. I don't think so, but you know, obviously things You're change weeks to week. Right now, though. right now, if you had an after AP, the two weeks, that's if all you I had get to an AP, if you had an AP vote yeah. this week, where would you rank the Bearcats? I mean, they're eighth. I I think eighth is fair. 
honestly, just to throw one out here, I thought I was shocked when I said it's on the top 10. I thought 11 or 12 sounded good for Iowa State, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I think eight's. Uh, I'm curious to see what Clemson really is. I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, A&M's a talented. I think Iowa and Oregon have done enough. Yeah, I, I think eight's fair. I think if I had a vote now, yeah. Obviously, no bias. Of course, no bias. Oh, I would never. I would never you, be a biased person. You? I would go five. <laughs> Who's your top four? I would go uh, Alabama. Oklahoma, Georgia, Iowa. So you have them ahead of Oregon. Okay. I'm ahead of Oregon. I, I, okay. Look, no, I'm not Oregon. Oh, yeah. Did you look? Some of you may have not focused on that. So Oregon. You have ahead of Texas AM, which granted, Tex- they did not play well. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Texas speak A&M your piece. They, He's got they, it right here. They looked, Texas AM looked. Awful. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Colorado. Terrible. I was so hoping. Do this Oregon, every single Oregon year. Oregon did not oh, look yeah. great against that Fresno State team. And I think Ooh. a lot of people, because you would see it in the AP voters, a lot of them still had USC in the top 25, Ooh. did not watch any of that USC game. I was focused, yeah. maybe because I'm a degenerate gambler and had the under in that game, I was focused on that Oregon-Fresno State game. Oh, yeah. So I saw them, and then Clemson, I mean, look. I love saying the name of DJ Uyagalele as much as anyone on this podcast, but haven't seen enough. Took care of business in a crap game. Did not score against Georgia. You know who yep. scored against Georgia's defense last year? The Bearcats. Oh, yeah. No, Put them at five yeah. from what I've seen so far this year. Okay. Fair. Fair. Josh, what about you? Uh, you know, I was going to put them at six, but I'm going down the drive with you, buddy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, I'm so sick of the Texas A&M stuff, man. We did this last year, too. I mean, uh, and, yeah. and, and and you can make and the same argument. And if you put Oregon ahead of them because they got the bigger win, I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't hate anyone for that. Sure. Oh, I'm basically sure. saying I don't have that's an where issue I was, with that's the, where the I was top putting them. eight of the AP. I, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But until Ohio State, I honestly, have an, I honestly have an issue with where Ohio State is. I don't think they deserve to be in the top ten, but that's a whole. I was going to put them at six above A&M. And above Oregon, I think. But but I like you said, I wouldn't be upset if if Oregon, since they earned that win and everything. But people are people could make the argument against the Bearcats because they struggled in the first half against Murray State. Let's not forget that Murray State was a semifinalist last year. They had an excellent game plan where they were like, let's control the time of possession for as much as humanly possible. And they did. You can't score if you're not getting the ball right i think they murray state just executed their game plan perfectly in that first yeah. half and then the bearcats throttled them 42 to 7 to win the game yeah. texas not, a&m got well, out by a field goal oh, they I scored agree. one touchdown against argue, colorado well, i'm not arguing with what one like, touchdown the murray state thing i'm just saying you see i, I want to see these these two games and that's see where you get with clemson and even georgia too it's just like one yeah one touchdown and it's oh <sighs> i think you're looking at di- a dynamic offense right now, and the Bearcats have shown that. None of the, them. aside from Iowa, none of the three teams in front of them have shown that they have yeah. that kind of I offense. Because I mean, Paul Feinbaum had the balls to say that Clemson has an easier road back to the playoff than Ohio State. Clemson will not play another potentially another ranked team. No, for the yeah. rest of the years, I was like, I don't know where exactly. you get that from. Yeah. But anyway, that's a whole. I mean, you that's look, Paul you Feinbaum. Look at the, you yeah, look at the top. Feinbaum. You look at the top teams. 
Georgia, big win over top team. Yeah. Alabama kicked the crap out of Miami. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma. They're Tulane was in that game. Tulane, no, yeah, I know. Tulane I, was very in that game. I'm not sold on Oklahoma. Oregon. I, I, and they're a good football Fresno program, was in that game. Yeah, right. no. Iowa's Iowa, which is why I respect them. Because they've, I mean, once again, they've gotten, what, I think two home games. But they've taken care of top, I mean, they were ranked top 15, both of them, when they played them. Right. They've taken care of, if you want to put Iowa, you know, if you want to put Iowa one, I honestly, like, I don't even know. You know, you can't really just based on the win so far this year. But Clemson has not looked good. Texas A&M has looked bad, and they lost their quarterback All I'm saying is I'm going to yeah. right now. Yeah, you forget that, too. I'm they lost their QB. Where you see is because I want to see these next two games. Yeah. That's the next step. I need to see. I, I agree. Next they three games. They should have beat Georgia. They next three beat games. Georgia last year. That was last year. I mean, let's not forget that after Notre oh, Dame. Oh, no, but they give, they give all the other teams the I know they do. I know they do. Let's not forget after Notre Dame, they've got Nip at Night. Central Florida comes in. Yeah, those I mean, are three, no, those are, not, that's your season right there. Yeah, is these yeah, three yeah. games. That's so. what I'm saying. I want to see it. And, uh, yeah. All righty. Well, that's that's our segment on the Bearcats. Tomorrow, big weekend in Cincinnati. Noon game in Bloomington versus the Hoosiers. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Big Tulsa game. Never mind. <laughs> big, yeah. Well, big, and then. After that, 3.30, oh, yeah, big game. Like the Golden Hurricane head into Ohio Stadium. There's no hurricanes. <laughs> There's no hurricanes in, in Oklahoma either. So no, That's what I'm saying. Uh, guys, before we get out of here, any any quick shout-outs for before this wonderful weekend? I just want to give a shout-out to Cincinnati fans. I know I've down on the Reds and obviously hyped on the Bearcats. It is... And those, and I was a little down on those that are saying just enjoy it. But in all honesty, like this is a huge weekend in Cincinnati sports. You got the Dodgers in town in Cincinnati. Get down to the ballpark, show out. You got the huge game on ESPN, big time noon Saturday, and then you got your Bengals on Sunday afternoon. You're undefeated Bengals. Yeah, so. Want to know Bengals? So uh, yeah, and enjoy it while it's here. Zach, any 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 big shout-outs? And shout-out to Zach and Greg for letting us do a Cincinnati episode. Oh, I know it's killing you. That's not killing me. My team suck. <laughs> I, uh... No, God damn it, just be fucking Tulsa. God. Like, a shout-out to anybody. I'm upset. Not Carey? Huh? Not Carey? Take care of that defense? Carey Coombs? No, he doesn't <laughs> deserve a shout-out, so they do it. I had a shout out and I, I totally blanked on it. I've been thinking about it for the last couple of minutes, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say shout out to, you know, Ohio just in general for giving us a, a great couple of weeks of sports. Um, yeah. You know, it's nice to have, and I know it's, it's all for just a bunch of pain, but it's nice to see Ohio kind of in the thick of things, you know, Ohio state's usually there, but you know, they have, you see as a chance to stand out. Obviously, the Browns have a, a, a lot of expectations. The Reds maybe maybe looking for something, and who knows what happens, uh, uh, you know, going forward. So, so shout out to them, and also uh, just a quick shout out to um, uh, Eunice Corpusalo. Uh, him and his wife welcomed their uh, first child, who uh, they had their middle name be Matisse after uh, former backup goaltender Matisse Kivlinix, who uh, unfortunately was 
uh, killed in that uh, horrific uh, fireworks accident on 4th of July. So, uh, you know, just a shout out to the, to the whole Blue Jackets organization and kind of getting through that because, you know, as, uh, as horrible as that was, uh, you know, it was great to see the uh, Jackets community kind of uh, step up around that. So, guys, I think that'll uh, put a cap on this edition of 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday with more takes on uh, week two of the NFL season. Uh, you know, Reds post-Dodgers, see what's going on, and some big games for the Bearcats versus the Hoosiers and for the Buckeyes versus the Golden Hurricane, Zach. I don't know the last time I saw a hurricane in fucking Oklahoma. But. So, uh, for Zach on the opinions. See you. Something about a hurricane. <laughs> for Josh on the ones and twos. You see. My name's Greg. I'm the talent. Um, yeah, I've never seen a, a hurricane in Tulsa. Right. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Peace.